my humanity, right? Um, the beginning of life and living uh, is, is uh, the fear of God. And that's what uh, Uspogazi is saying. That's Pogazi uh, Ubuntu Bamen. Thank you so much for connecting with us. And uh, right now with me in studio is CEO and founder of Vulindlela Network. As we talk about, uh, he's a transformation uh, specialist and has done a lot of work, extensive work in getting people to face their scars um, and and be part of the healing process. I still don't know how he manages uh, in one room. He will have a truck driver, a domestic worker, a CEO, and a, a, a an executive of sort um, to connect at a human level and not connect as their titles. Did I add a doctor as well, um, an engineer uh, under one roof and get them to just talk to one another, not past each other. Uh, it's a very scarce skill uh, in South Africa. I, I believe that this is an unutilized skill because we could be using this skill to heal ourselves as a country. South Africa is wounded. And if you don't believe me, just listen to the news. Um, how we beating each other up, how uh, we hurting one another. I mean, today, as you listen to um, uh, the, the trial, uh, I think it's it's what, in, in the Western Cape, of someone who takes a, a toddler and and gives her poison and, and brutally rapes her. Um, something is wrong. There, there's something in the air and, and there's a force that's, uh, I don't want to say it's the devil because I would give it um, too much gra- uh, gratification unnecessarily, but something is happening to us as humanity, as a people. And how do we then locate all this pain and, and use it uh, for better? Good afternoon and welcome, Mr. Mike Boone. And thank you so much uh, for accepting our invitation. Hello, Chriselda. It's such a pleasure to be with you, and hello to the listeners. Thank you. Uh, thank you uh, for, for, for coming through. Now, let's talk about, I mean, you, you say that uh, at the center of the work you do, a man without culture is like a zebra without stripes. Mm. Why is that so important? The essence is that if we look around the world in terms of cultures that have shifted into a first world environment, the transition from what we were as a tribal people to the first world is one in which we often get lost. And the rituals get lost as well. The essence gets lost. We no longer know who we actually are. Mm. And so I'm wearing things today that you can see, but the listeners will hear about perhaps in a moment. The rites of passage that we know really, really well when we're in a tribal environment and we hold on to them to a degree are things that give us our ethic, our integrity, our very essence of community Ubuntu. It's the thing that connects us to other people. And when we lose sight of our root, Mm. we no longer know how to act in society. We become too individual. You just talked about this devastating, horrific case. Um, That's the the awful part Mm. of how society can fall apart. People no longer connected to the essence of their humanity. This takes me back um, to how you were introduced to townships. I mean, there you were um, trying to capture what was happening in our country uh, during the apartheid years. And you were almost, um, what do they call it, necklaced? Yes, I was. And you were saved by Wazuktetis Kos and Okunusuzul. I was a very lucky boy. So... (laughs) 
So the issue there is I was taking uh, pictures of graffiti in that particular instance uh, and in in going into an environment that was very hostile the graffiti of course tells a story so you could That's you it. could People you could see yes you're seeing what's going on so I was taking these pictures of this graffiti and I happened to be in a particularly particularly volatile area the political faction really is no longer important but yeah. what is important is they saw a white man and that was enough and mm-hmm. i was um was flung to the ground the petrol was poured the tire was being brought and um and the, of course the people were shouting let the matches let the matches bring the matches and it wasn't only because i was able to see buffer word please bank i look man just let's just hold on a moment mm-hmm. here i'm actually trying to tell your story Mm-hmm. and they listened somebody broke through the crowd and said listen to this guy what mm-hmm. is he saying mlungo batini what are you saying white man and i mm-hmm. spoke again and eventually it shifted to all right let him go he's 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 useful to us this in its own right though um, uh, starts talking to what your theme is you talked about the need for healing yeah because that talks to that story talks to the thems and the uses that's it and so the work that we need to do and are doing Cresselda and, and hopefully all the listeners out there each one of you are hopefully doing something in this regard that we stop talking using vocabulary or acting in a way where we define people as a them a part yeah, of a group because people are not their behavior no we have and to pay the bills when yeah. we return I'd, i'd also like to connect to how you get to a place where um you you choose forgiveness and and choose to be a healer uh, coming from that background i know a lot of people who would have been so better call crisalda now 0891104207 and we also invite you to join us uh, on social media at safm radio hashtag #safm lifetime live or you can send us an sms at 40938 charged at 150 per sms and i uh, have to say that uh, this conversation will also be uh, available on podcast you can join us on www.safm.co.za with me in studio is uh, uh, mike boon who is a chief executive officer of uh, volindlela network and uh, he's a transformation specialist and i truly believe that we need um facilitated conscious facilitated healing for south africa so you come from an environment like that uh, mark you didn't walk away and and believe that uh, well they deserve each other they violent they are uh, you you chose to seek healing and understand the root cause of the anger yes absolutely so i i happen to have grown up in a rural environment in kwazulu natal mm. um one in which everybody seemed to be fighting everybody the afrikaners were fighting the english the english were fighting the zulu the afrikaners were fighting the zulu the kunus were fighting the you know, it doesn't matter who but everybody was seemed to be against everybody else mm-hmm. and so i think in an environment like that it was a matter of actually choosing either you're going to enter the fray and be in combat or you're going to try and seek a peaceful way forward mm-hmm. that is what emerged for me without any doubt in terms of that heritage so i've taken it into the business world and into society as a whole because unless we are able to find each other and yeah. i believe at the moment quite frankly we are polarizing um we are doomed and so we need to hold hands this mm. is a call south africa it's time for us to talk positively it's time for us to do wonderful things to reach out to each other when racism or gender discrimination raises its head it's not a particular race 
that needs to say something. Mm. It's 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 accountable human beings. It's not a particular gender that yeah. needs to say something. It's accountable people that needs to say no to gender violence but and so on. But where do we locate the pain? Um, because I mean, some of us are angry from what happened to us. Some of us are in pain from what happened to us. Yes. I mean, imagine the mother of this child that we're talking about. Absolutely. So where do we locate this pain? How do we turn it into words that will make sense in my mind that it's time to be positive about life? In the in the sessions that we do in large organizations, so it's, it's thousands of people that we're talking about here because it's really corporate transformation from the human aspect. One of the steps that we take is that we create an environment where people are able to tell their story. Mm. And it's in the storytelling where people are able to be heard by somebody who looks like the perpetrator. Mm. So, for example, if it's women telling a story, it's men that are listening uh, um, in, in a mixed environment. Or if it's a person who was violated by um, a white man, well, lo and behold, one of the people that are listening or several of them that are listening are probably white men and so on. And so, first of all, it's the release, it's the telling of the story, but mm -hmm. it's also being heard by someone who factors in a sense that this is the perpetrator or somebody that represented the perpetrator in their head that is hearing the story. And then the transformation into realizing, but it isn't these people sitting here in front of me. Oh my mm. gosh, they just looked like somebody that did this to me. And, and it shifts the consciousness. So why am I so mad? Yes. Becomes the next question, yeah? Well, the, I think it's all right to be mad, quite frankly. When something horrific has happened to us, when, we, when we've experienced trauma mm. and we have the, the anger and all the cycles, the change cycle that so many people know so well, mm. we have the shock, the denial of what's just happened, the disbelief. And then, of course, all the emotions such as anger and blame and self-blame. I should never have allowed this to happen. I shouldn't have been in this place. And we eventually get to this pit of confusion. We don't know what to do with it. And it's only when we can get to a place where we accept the reality of it has actually happened, mm. that healing can occur. And we can help each other to get to that place of acceptance. Sometimes, however, it takes years and years. Yeah. And sadly, sometimes people don't get there at all. So they mm. stay stuck in anger and blame. So I'm going to sound like I'm, I'm asking the same question over and over again, because your work, um, you unashamedly um, acknowledge and deal with the inherent racism, uh, prejudice, anger, fear and denial. Now, in Healing South Africa, where do we even start? We talk to each other. So shows like you do, Criselda, are a critical part of the healing process. Voices are heard. You ask the questions. People that are listening are resonating with the things that they're hearing on your show mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. many others. People who are doing work in their own individual environments, whether it's in, a, in their home or whether it's in organizations or structures that they create. But all I would say is that whatever the form, whether it's in the churches, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. what structure it is, to encourage conversation, but not only the conversation around people that belong to your particular group. Mm. You, we need to reach out to people who are completely different to us. There's no point, for example, in a group of women sitting together talking about men. men's violence. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have men present. There's no point in talking about racism if we don't have 
diverse races in the in the room and so on so there are many ways to do it and and the listeners will be i'm sure very creative in this regard too but it's it's about creating those opportunities mm. and then having the conversations asking people to tell their stories if it's about race or whatever it is we're talking about to say what is your experience of yeah. of of whites so what is your experience of blacks and just to listen to each other and the as we deepen our ability to listen so our willingness to tell more traumatic stories mm. uh, uh, begins to arrive and in the sharing of the trauma the pain is released and when we release the pain on the other side we begin a process of being able to find each other but joyfully mm. find each other as humans so <laughs> We we have a minute now. I, I I don't think we'll be able to just conclude um, this question that I'd like to tap into now. Uh, that yes, it's all good and well to say speak, and I'm going to um, reflect back to uh, the the summit that recently happened on gender based violence, where people opened themselves, wounds were opened. How do we ensure that walking away from having shared of yourself, having made yourself vulnerable, uh, that we help nature in healing the wound, that we don't allow you to just walk away uh, without uh, support? Um, because we're talking about millions of people, Criselda, there's not enough social workers, there's not enough support. Uh, so that's what's needed. Exactly. So... We, everybody who's listening right now, you and I, are the support network. And Let's so hold that thought. We have news headlines with Utsile Saku. As the support, hold on. Lifetime Live with Chriselda Dudumashe. We're taking your calls right now on 0891-104-207. What's up, voice notes on 0614-104-107. And you can also join us uh, on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live, and SMSs at 40938, charged at only 150 per SMS, and uh, taking your messages uh, right now. Uh, Temba Mzima, thank you so much uh, for being that continued um, support for this show um saying san bonani i'm here as well um the man is talking we appreciate you a lot and uh thank you and appreciating the whole that thought moment <laughs> so as you were giving us um in case you just joined us and wondering who's this man that's talked about he's ceo and founder of Lela network and his name is mike boone he's a transformation specialist uh, let, let's talk you, you were still giving us these tools um i hope you held that thought it didn't shift <laughs> <laughs> we'll find it somewhere because yeah. <laughs> Um, the the process I was talking about was that when we go through this release through the talking and you had mentioned how do we hold people how do we make sure they're safe that they don't just walk away wounded yeah. I think we have to confront the fact that the starting point is to create a release mm. and then to be strong enough to deal with our own healing sometimes because as I said a moment ago, just to pick up the thread, there simply aren't enough social workers and support networks That's like it. psychologists and so on that are out there. So we, the community, we, the people surrounding the individuals who have been harmed, or we as an entire community need to hold each other. Mm -hmm. um, 
But the, the starting point is to make sure that the stories are told. So if somebody is carrying a terrible wound through a rape or a beating or a brutal murder, as we just heard, uh, it's terrible, of, of children or some issue of racism or terrible prejudice or dehumanization in some way or stripping of dignity, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. it is the telling of the story that takes it, changes it from being a cancer that is eating one up, to use a metaphor, mm-hmm. into a terrible memory. The fact that it's been heard, oh, now it's no longer inside me. It's no longer mm-hmm. inside me. We need to get it out. Mm-hmm. It comes something over there outside of me that is a memory, and we can talk about it together, painful as it might be to sure. me, the victim. Um, obviously, if if there are places that we can go to or processes you can go to, go through where this is is enabled wonderful but most of us don't have that opportunity so Mm. in such a case create your own groups Mm. so for example um, Criselda you might recall we were working with Sawid South African Women and Dialogue many years ago and you might make some comments in a moment about that but um, we had a group of people from uh, it was one of the very early ones some 13 or 14 years ago and we were trying so hard to use the fact that women are women, to mm. get them into a um, uh, into an environment together and to not consciously and openly say we're getting together because we're trying to bridge the divide racially or um, culturally or religiously just to get women together mm. to talk about women's issues. And by talking about women's issues, lo and behold, the other things fall away because they're no longer important. So I recall very well the lovely moment when we had a group of absolutely stunning woman from Orania who it was difficult to reach out and to get them to come along and lo and behold when they got to the gathering they ended up being the most beautiful and spectacular woman just like anyone else so what I did in that session is I I asked if there was anybody there from Orange Farm Mm -hmm. and um, I asked the Orange Farm people to please walk across and to connect with the people from Orania and then I called them the Orange people (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and we, they were just the orange people, and did, and then they made friends, and they connected because they were women, and nothing else mattered. I must say that uh, when I did that um, uh, transformation journey, it, it's years ago, many years ago. Yes, I, I, I was there um, because I thought, you know, I just want to find a way to forgive those who wronged me. Yes, but I walked away having connected even to um, how I viewed. Um, yes. you know our racial divides yes and and I see with uh, some of our SMSs a lot of people are still stuck in in racism Absolutely. Uh, the anger is just located in you are white I am black here's an SMS asking about uh, what is race you keep on referring um, to a race as if it's natural Europeans created race and racism and you seem to legitimize uh, legitimize race educate yourself and read about failed concept of race Yes. Um, in, in everything, this is from Makeba in in Peter, yes. In everything that you have said, this is all Makeba connected to. How do we then get to a place where people are conscious in where they want to see themselves outside the anger, outside the head, Absolutely. outside the categories? Absolutely. So Makeba, I just want to say I hear you. I hear you. And so. If you were close to me, I would love to sit with you and to talk to you because 
I am simply a human being like you. Maybe as you respond and to Makeba, let me include this, um, because Makeba continues to say, um, a, a white man who narrates my history to justify his privileges is not inspiring at all. Why does he still categorize people as racial entities? And I'd like to have an example of what you're saying, Makeba. Um, does he believe that humanity uh, should be categorized by the nation of race? Hmm. the notion of race. He um, needs to clear his mind uh, from the corrupted uh, conceptualization of uh, human relations in South Africa. Hmm. Well, thanks for that thought, Mageba, and let's, it's good. Let's talk to it. So to um, answer specifically and personally, because you, you've made comments about what you believe I think, Mageba, I am completely and absolutely beyond race. However, what we are recognizing is that racism exists. So it sounds like you and I actually have everything in common and that what we are trying to do is to ensure that we move beyond that so that when we walk down the street or walk into an office, currently what happens is somebody will say in our society, oh, you know, I met an interesting white man today or I met a a wonderful black woman. Now, why do we not just say, I met a wonderful man today Mm. or "I, I met this lovely woman, but it is prefaced by race. I absolutely agree with what you are saying, Mageba. The point is, I think, and where you you were calling from, um, you would be very aware. People use words like makwerekwere and abilungo and imlungo and there's and lechua and so on. And so what are these things other than statements of difference, which is extremely inappropriate I believe and so it's about how do we overcome this we mm. talk about it like we are doing right now so thank you um, uh, very much Mageba. so how do we move forward Mike I, I feel like you know someone has to come with a, a key to just unlock because we are stuck we moved straight from apartheid into this um, dream of of democracy, uh, but we never even defined what it means. So you're absolutely right. And if you put it into into corporate terms or even in very personal terms, people do vision boards in in Mm. their personal lives. And in corporates, they create visions. And what is it that we want as a vision? Same we do as, as an NGO. And so really we'd have to ask ourselves, what is our vision for our nation? Do we actually have a vision for our nation? And and isn't that the conversation we should be having, making it a conscious thing? Mm-hmm. I think in some respects um, we are having it, but we're talking about it in in negative terms. Mm-hmm. We're starting to talk about what we don't want. Mm-hmm. We don't want corruption. We don't want, and we've got a list of what we don't want. But maybe what we've got to be asking is, what do we want our nation to be? That's it. And get as much input as possible from as many people as possible so that that our politicians, our leaders at every level know what we are attempting to achieve as a nation. Do you believe that uh, perhaps uh, the political um, phase that we're in has dictated how we should think, how we should relate to one another as a people? Explain what you mean by the political phase, um, Criselda. Because even the nature of how we choose leadership, um, you have to be affiliated with a certain political party. Yeah. Uh, and, and oftentimes uh, the political party leadership that you get given, you don't even 
really believe in those people. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So I'm I'm not a politician, but obviously, like everybody else, watch politics very carefully because I'm concerned about it from the perspective of how we are being led. Mm. And so accountability is the essence of leadership at in any environment, whether it's in a church or a school or, or in politics, it doesn't matter where this might be or on, the, on a field of sport. Who is accountable for what moves on the playing field? Who is accountable for leadership? When accountability is not clearly in place at a, mm. at a leadership level, I think we have an enormous, enormous problem. And frankly, talking as an ordinary South African here, I think that that affects our national leadership. There is an accountability problem. People can resign um, out of mm-hmm. office when things get too hot and therefore seek to not be prosecuted. With no consequences. No consequences. Mm-hmm. And that is a massive problem. I'm, I'm talking to leadership as a whole now. Yeah. Without a consequence, people are able to avoid their accountability. So for me, that would certainly be a part of a vision for our country to have accountable leadership. Mike Boone, um, founder and uh, CEO of Olintlela Network, where do we find you? I don't think we've even scratched the surface. We need to have a series of uh, these conversations that are going to get us conscious and, and begin to choose not to be angry, but be teachable. Thank you, Chriselda. Um, I can talk other techniques. I can talk other things. Um, I just want to be sure that we're okay from a time point of view. Time is not our is not in our favor right now, but <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's important to have tools on how to move forward. All right. So um, the the approach that um, that I have taken, and so this is a, really a reflection of my personal journey um, as an ordinary South African. I thought, how can I make a difference? And I'm just an ordinary person, just like anybody else out there. Um, and so if there's anybody out there thinking a judgment saying, oh, no, he's not, he's A, and there's a label attached, yeah. then that person who is, has that thought is carrying significant prejudice. Mm. Mm. Because that person doesn't know my history, my background, or anything at all about me. So the starting point was to say, how do we get heard as individuals? How do, how do I get heard not when somebody looks at me as a white man, just as umunt unje, mm. I'm just a person. And you can't be heard when you are angry. And you can't be heard when you're angry. Contact details, please. My contact details, please, you're welcome to mail me on mike at vulindlela, V-U-L-I-N-D-L-E-L-A dot C-O dot Z-A. Um, and you can simply type in Mike Boone and Vulandlela on the web and it'll take you to me in some way. Thank you. Thank you for being light. You truly are an incredible soul and may you continue. Uh, maybe I can just end on uh, this particular uh, tweet. Um, CBO saying I, I'm really touched by what uh, Mike is referring to, especially uh, with all, uh, there you go, um, especially with all the chaos that is going around in our country. I do hope that we get big platforms uh, whereby people of all races, culture and religion can reach out uh, to each other and find healing. I'm so glad that somebody connected to the conversation. Thank you, Chris Elder. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you all. Thank you very much.